Hi, this is Amir. And this is also Amir. And you're listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast. Life from the perspective of a gay South Asian married couple. Enjoy! Did you hear that, Amir? What was it? <laughs> that was our new jingle! <laughs> do you like it i love it it's so nice so, so cool. you know what i want people listening to let us know what they think of it and yeah just tell us and if you're listening again just screenshot it and post it into your story yeah guys welcome welcome to the you don't love me podcast um thank you so much for staying with us for all these years uh, babe it hasn't been two years yet just thank you anyway then <laughs> and now begins the scary, spookiest episode ever. It's the Halloween spooktacular, babe. Do you know what he just did? He just looked at me. I was like, babe, do you know, like, we, we discussed this before. Like, sometimes um, one of us takes a lead on an episode or something like, babe, this is you. You want to do spectacular? You want to do all these cute little things? You want to be a pumpkin? You do it. Okay, I <laughs> forgot the name of the episode, so we're gonna edit that out and we're gonna do it. No, again. no, you're not. Welcome she to doesn't Halloween. know the words spectacular. A one-word chorus, Amir. By the way, I wonder if there's such a thing as like scary ASMR sounds. Oh, why do you make some? This is Hammer smashing in somebody's face in a horror movie. <laughs> yes, serve us! Yes, yes! This is Blonde Bimbo who stayed at some stranger's house even though she wasn't supposed to and inevitably gets killed in a slashy movie screaming in the distance. Hi! Hi! <laughs> You've been listening to... I wish you could see this dickhead. <laughs> you don't love me, ASMR sounds. More soon to come. Hopefully never. Hey, okay, fun fact, right? I know somebody who listens to our podcast and the only reason why they listen to it is because it puts them to sleep. Oh, yeah, I know. They are a, a, a fan and they say every single week, like, when is your episode going to come out? And I'm like, great. And they're like, yeah, it's because it's the only thing that puts me to sleep and I'm asleep within five minutes. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, our voices are not soothing. They are when we're doing slash ASMR. Mine, mine definitely. This is Killer knocking on your door. Okay. Anyway, we're getting way off track. Um, how are you, darling? Do you know what? I'm really good. Because as of recording this, we've had some special things happen. What special things are they? Ariana Grande released her single positions. And by the time this episode's released, we'll have a full fucking album from Ariana Grande. Did, did I mention it was Ariana Grande? Okay. Seeing as we're talking about spooky things, can we talk about Ariana Grande then? Yeah. What a song. Thoughts. What a song. What a video. 
what a life, what a everything. And, you know, people that have listened to our podcast for a while know we're big fans of Ariana Grande. And um, she's just, we've seen over the years a birth of a superstar. And it's amazing that we get to witness this person become this superstar. Harlot, whore, <laughs> fornicator were just some of the words that people were describing her as being when they heard of the song called Positions. And then what did she do? She flipped the script. Changed positions, if you were, by releasing that um, music video, which... Right, okay, can we talk about the music video? Girl, let's talk about the music video. It is fantastic. Ariana is my president. Ariana Grande, thank you so much for delivering the sermon. We really did need that. Um, the music video is fucking genius because the song is very suggestive. It's it's a double entendre flipped on its head because, you know, she's like, oh yeah, I can do this for you on Monday and I'll do this for you on Sunday and I can change my positions. And you instantly think about sex positions. But in actual fact, she's talking about roles and the various roles that a woman can play. And the whole music video is about female empowerment and women being in various positions of power, particularly around government. And it's so interesting. And there's so much symbolism in the music video. It's really, really impressive. My favorite is when they're in the Oval Office and when they're in the control room and there's portraits in the background and they're of dogs. And they look cute. And you, I almost think to myself, oh, were these like her childhood pets or something? No. In the White House, usually the portraits are of former uh, presidents or, you know, former people of influence. Usually it'll be former presidents. And at the end of the video, you can see her walking her dogs out of the White House. So I think the symbolism there is that, you know, many people in government are dogs. And she, as a woman, came in and um, she walked the dogs out of uh, the White House and, and, and out of power. And I think it's so genius. I also think she might be, in fact, wanting to like foreshadow what is to come, you know, for Ooh. what she wants, because I think she might be also calling Donald Trump a dog. Well, that's and the thing, though. She wants him walked out of the White House. So, yeah, all the former presidents, and she wants him to join the former president's dog crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking all the dogs and, and all sorts of other stuff as well. Like when she sat signing executive orders, her clothing is black and white and it's distinctly black and white. You have a black line and a white line and it's almost like the distinction between right and wrong. Like she is the supreme leader, as it were, you know, the leader of the free world in the music video and she's making key decisions and it's very straightforward. It's either right or either it's wrong. You know, you know, a person who should be uh, placed in that office should be that distinct. So I thought it was really, really interesting. There was all sorts. But can I also say, if Ariana Grande wants to do a full song about sex, that is also okay. She mm. is allowed to. Has no one heard Side to Side? Has no one heard Hands on Me? Where are people? Where have you been? Where have Bitch. you been? Bitch, has nobody heard WAP? <laughs> that wasn't Ariana Grande. Yeah, I know. That was but... you. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but has no one heard Ariana do it? Because, you know, people are like, those are, you know, little girls look up to her. Etc. Etc. Like, well, loads of teenage girls look up to her. Loads of gays look up to her. Loads of adults do. And you know, it's I guess it's up to the parents to decide. You know what the child's going to consume, isn't it? At the end of the day, mm, you yeah. know, whether it's easy or not for the child to get hold of something. You know, that's, that's another story. But Ariana Grande is allowed to do what she wants, and I do think she's an um, empowering feminist completely. And I've seen online that some people don't think that she's been an empowering feminist. They're like, oh, she's just done a song saying. I'm going to suck your dick and then I'm going to cook for you. 
Like, if that's what you took from, from the song, if that's what you took from the video, there's something fundamentally wrong with you. And I think people like that will go to the video and go to someone like Ariana Grande with a preconceived notion already. She's just a little girl, like, trying to do yes. sex things. Isn't that the issue, though? She's just a little cute girl. That is where the issue lies in our society because they're not seeing her as a force, as a, a representative, as a person that could be a president. Not saying Ariana is going to be a president, but a, a young female could be a president. They're not seeing that. Yes. And do you know what? It's really interesting about it. It reminds me in a very different way of when Pink did Stupid Girls. Maybe if I act like that. You know how much I love that song. It's a great song. I love it. Oh, I need to listen to it again soon. I mm. love it. You know, females can do whatever they want and females can be anything. And people were like so empowered by it. It was incredible. It was amazing. And I think people more empowered by that is because Pink wasn't the stereotypical sort of you know, pretty girl. She was this edgy sort of rock, punk rock star, you know, on the edge of it. And people were like, yeah, that's okay. You know, we were feeling it. Yeah. And now it's this stunningly beautiful, put together, stereotypically girl doing it. And some yeah. people want to have that backlash. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's really interesting. Coming back to symbolism, however, more symbolism in the music video is her... Uh, aesthetic like she looks very pretty very nice and she's still able to do work and she's still able to sit in office in a professional capacity and I thought that was very profound in the sense that you know if you're working you have to look a certain way but you know I disagree with that you can look pretty and you can look mm -hmm. put together and you can even look girly and still do all those things I'm a big believer in that you know she's still being herself and she's still being true to herself also what I thought was really really interesting is that um, some of her outfits seem to be inspired by female politicians in the past like I think Jackie Kennedy was one that came to mind with the pink outfit that she did and it seemed like in the video with the various scenarios that there were she was female and she was a president she was the female and she was chief of army she was female and she was the cook she was female and she was first lady and then when she went to the black tie dinner event or at least it was implied when she's sitting in in the bedroom she's on her own rather than coming home to a man so it implies that there's strength in being a woman and, and women can achieve everything without being reliant on a man also at the beginning towards the beginning of the video you will see that there was a guy sat on the table alongside all the women and it was again a complete flip on its head because I've been in many boardroom meetings where you know there's only one female and oftentimes I tend to find that they are overlooked or spoken over or just not treated with the same respect and I'm talking in England you know I've I, I have seen it and it's not always the case but it's not an uncommon thing to see either and in this scenario that Ariana Grande had in her positions video was that the guy was the one who wasn't really doing much of the talking but you know he was he was a presence on the table as almost as if you were filling a quota in and I thought it was really really interesting it was a complete flip and I thought it was very smart it's fab it's really fab to see a young woman in the industry really being thought-provoking and thinking things out and I think she's got a fab team around her and they work together really well look at the era she's done and I think she's also noticed the the power of a lead video and a lead single for an album and the importance of that. When you look for the previous ones, she did, she had no tears left to cry with that amazing, incredible video. Then she went to Thank You Next. Thank You Next was a pop culture moment. People will remember that in years to come. It's the birth of a superstar. It, 
literally, this is the birth of a superstar. And I know people might disagree, but you keep disagreeing. And I think we said this on Pop Icon's episode last year. And I don't think she's afraid to get things wrong either in the public light when it comes to music because she's released, you know, random songs and collaborations and bits here and there, and it's fine, you know? And I don't think she's afraid to. And I think that is incredible. And, and for those that are saying, she needs to stop creating now, she needs to stop creating... Let me take you back to Rihanna's eras where she released an album every year. Does she need to stop creating? No. Why does a creative need to stop creating? Should we not release a podcast episode every week? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't. Well, we are sometimes now. But um, yeah, a creative, that's her job. And she shouldn't stop. And you know what? Pop the corn and feed the children. Children? Pop the corn and feed the children, Ariana. We're living for it. Okay, Are you, have you got it all out your system Do you know what, now? the thing is, this is an issue with me. I should never start, talk, start talking about music. You should never start talking, period, girl. Fuck off. <laughs> Please. I should never start talking about music, otherwise I won't stop. Also, Holla, bring me the horizon with a new EP coming. We're here for it. Oh my God, this episode's so spooky, isn't it? <laughs> oh. Okay, let's get our halloween Happy Halloween, everyone. Scary. Spooky, spooky. By the way, guys. Uh, we have a special guest coming on this episode. Do we? You've heard of her before. You will hear from her again. Who? And this will not be the last time you will hear from her. She is here to tell you the jokes I hear. She's not booked, she's not blessed, and she'd like to uh, make an appearance. Amir, can you guess who it is? Is it David Attenborough from last year? Close. <laughs> is it... Beyonce. Hi, how are you? Oh, for fuck's sake. It's me, Lady Bushra Beyonce. Listen, we don't want you here. Listen, yeah, I'm only here to tell a few fucking jokes, yeah, so just laugh right. when I do it. Yeah. Get it over with. Right, laugh when I do it. Right. Die. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you. That was spooky. Yeah, oh my God, yeah, serial killer. Anyway, listen, yeah. What, um, uh, what, um, what did the vampire say to the ghost at the Halloween party? What did the vampire say to the ghost at the what, Halloween party? You ruined my joke, I'm going to no, do no, it again. I, I need, boo? What did the vampire say to the ghost at the Halloween party? I killed you. Come on, man, why don't you live a little? <laughs> <laughs> do you get it? Because yeah. the, the ghost is dead. Yeah. All right, okay, bye. Thank you, Lady Bushra. Thanks oh my for that. God, thank fuck she's gone. Oh no, right, anytime. Okay, okay, thank you. Oh thank my you. God, just take her back in that closet. Right, okay. Where were we at? Um, spooky. Okay, spooky cookie season. Right, okay, there's a few things that I want to talk about on this episode. We're going to be talking about serial killers. We're going to be talking about famous serial killers. We're going to be talking about our unhealthy obsession with serial killers. And by our, I mean you, listener, not me. I'm holier than thou. I am looking at all you guys and your obsessions with um, Netflix serial killer shows. <laughs> I prefer reading about them personally. But anyway, uh, we're also going to be talking about embracing the darkness. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? You know, is it the same emotion as being happy and going with being happy? Uh, is there a difference between darkness and depression? Or is it the same thing? You know, we're going we're gonna to touch upon these points. And we're um, also going to be talking about something right now, which is... Uh, my Halloween looks. I don't want to talk about anything. Why? I don't know. It's too dark. But Halloween, here girl, we are. you and dark, you you dark galore. I'm light queen now. You literally listen to Bring Me the Horizon like like no tomorrow. Like when you go to the shower and you put on your relaxing music after a long day's hard work. Like I'm listening to Chinese massage therapy music. Like. 
and you are like death, blood. I'm like, babe, I'm going to relax now. I like music. There's been times when I've had like a full day of work and I've been out and I've come home and you're just sat there smiling, looking at the balcony, and the music's like, oh my god, yeah, death, hell, hospital, blood. And I'm like, how is this relaxing his mind? It's so soothing though. No, it's not. What's soothing to one is not soothing to another. Just accept it. Yeah, guys. Is anybody else listening to this episode who also does that? Like, listens to, like, hardcore screamo music before going to bed? Let us know. I wouldn't say it's hardcore screamo that I listen to before going to bed at all. That's, like, really out there hardcore screamo. Like, I'd say more... I'd have listened to, like, emo rock or, like, a bit of metal. Okay. You know? Or just I'm into standard, that. Standard rock, you know, slash a bit of alternative screamo. Okay, so... This Halloween, I, Lady Bushra, did some Halloween looks, didn't I? Yeah, I did some Halloween looks. Halloween looks. I did some Halloween looks, yeah. So what happened, Amir, like, because Lady Bushra is all comedy, all fun and stuff. What the fuck happened? Okay, so certain things are going on in my personal life right now. And I was struggling to deal with them. And it's... Something that the cycle that I'm going through is pretty much the same thing that happened to me about six years ago. And it's nothing got to do with being abandoned, but thanks for asking, guys. Um, And coping with it better this time, but I don't want to employ my usual coping mechanisms of, you know, just sitting and feeling sorry for myself and eating excessively, which, to be honest with you, these days, fucking just go for it if if that's what you want to do, guys. But anyway, uh, I was like, okay, I need to channel my anger somewhere, somehow, in some place. And what I wanted to do was a Halloween look. And then I, I before I didn't want to do it and then this stuff happened and I was like right fuck it I need something to channel my energy into you know I want to go as a I want to do an easy Halloween look that's you know not too difficult to um construct so I was like I'm going to do a pumpkin <laughs> a cute little I pumpkin like, pumpkin be, spice latte I was like I want to be a pumpkin I want to be a desi spicy pumpkin latte and uh, so I went to a uh, local Halloween shop. We have a local Halloween shop. How cool is that? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I bought black and orange paint. And I have everything else at home anyway. And I just got painting. And you were, I mean, it was just so organic and so bizarre because I, something just possessed me. And I was like, yeah, I need, I need to do this. I just need to channel all of this energy somehow. And uh, you were taking an online group gin drinking making class, I believe. Yeah, where we live. We, I was joined in on some kind of Zoom gin making taking class and I got really drunk and it was really good. Yeah, who was that with? That was with the botanist or the licorice? The licorice. Yeah. The licorice. Yeah, yeah. That was with the guys at the licorice in Manchester. Shout out to you guys. Amazing cocktails. Um... And then I was just sat there and I started constructing the look and the drunker you got, the better I looked apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that always the case? You thought I was just going to do something cute, didn't you? Didn't you think you were going to do something a bit cute at the beginning? No. Did you think it would turn out like that though? I didn't didn't think it would... Can we we talk about behind the scenes? Yes, go on. What do you want to talk about behind the scenes? (laughs) Right, so he he was doing it and we we weren't sure um, about what was going to happen. And we were, at this time, we were... um, FaceTiming with Mark and Aja, weren't we? Yes. And um, we were showing we were showing them. We were like, you know, what do you think of this? And they were living for it. They were like, yeah. this is like amazing because this is Bushra doing this. Go for it. <laughs> Aja was like, girl, why? 
<laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'm just really hurt right now. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that was happening. And then you were like, oh, girl, this is like really turning into something. Like, this is looking good. And then by the time the call ended, I had whipped my sari on, put my wig, uh, red wig on and my jewelry. And this, bearing in mind, guys, like, it's a brown sari with a pumpkin face that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And like... It, it sounds funny, but it came out really sinister. And I really, really liked that. I really wanted to kind of express my venom in a way. Yeah, because you're sort of sweetness and light. Whereas I'm, you know, I'm light and sweet, but I've got a darkness to me that I like to embrace. And I think it's important to embrace. But do you know what, though? Ever since I did that look and expelled that sort of energy out, it sounds really weird. I don't like using the term energy. But, you know, now that I've sort of ex exhausted that, I do feel happier. See, this is one that thing is you look at. It's really crazy. important to go with your emotions and feelings. Because I think if you don't and you shy away from that dark part of yourself, I think it could lead to something really, really bad. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think that's what's happened is that I expelled it for the first time and I full on embraced that sort of annoying upset that sort of that feeling i really full-on embraced it and you know a coping mechanism could have been i could have you know just sat down and ate or started drinking again or something but i just found this so much better i suppose and then obviously uh, you know the content is out now and um I hope you guys all liked it we we did put a, a decent amount of effort in creating it like in terms of you know, the captions, the inspirations behind them, and the various places that we took all the pictures. Oh my gosh, I went a bit crazy. I was like, babe, stand here, be here, do this, do that. We're going to go. And I was like, okay, we're going to go um, to the rooftop of our apartment complex. And it was like, well, it's like midnight. I went, yes, perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all about the demon within, isn't it? The, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That was my sort of... And then kill you off. Yeah, that was my thought process in terms of expressing that demon within and then killing it off. And yeah, at one point, guys, he was drunk. He was... <laughs> I was in the shower, uh, lying down on the shower floor with him holding a phone and a knife over me. <laughs> and it wasn't just a cute knife. It was a fucking meat cleaver or something. And he was like practically dangling in it. And he was like, okay, babe, don't worry. This is going to come out really fine. And I was like... I don't talk like that. I was like... Okay, we'll deal with that in a second. But I was like, oh my God, you're going to kill me right now. I was like, you know, art becomes her. Like, no, don't do that. Oh, to me, it was very art pop. Very light and cute. <laughs> but sickening, like, yeah, a really good time, really fun. And I think, do you think it was important to channel your emotion into that? Really, really important. I never thought of that, you know... I am, I am somebody who gravitates towards light and lightness and happiness. And I do like entertaining people and making them laugh and, and just having fun in general. This was a lot of fun at the same time. I think it was just really important to channel my creativity in such a way and express it and really go with the flow and embrace it because that helps me come out the other end. And, you know, for years and years and years, I have done that. I have embraced the sadness and I've felt that emotion and then I've got out the other end. I think sometimes... In, or maybe in the last few years, I have numbed it rather than mm. dealing with it. Numbed it and then just tried to carry on. And I, that, you know, that doesn't quite work. I, I think that's been my learning from doing mm. this. And I know it's a lot of things to unpack from a fucking pumpkin, but it's <laughs> Halloween, folks. 
So yeah, well done, babe. Well done for embracing your darkness. I think it's really important to do that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Hey, guys, listen. Listen. Oh, oh fuck gosh. off. Uh, listen, uh, sorry, it's uh, Lady Bushra, Lady Bushra dot com, yeah, uh, uh, Lady Bushra, uh, Lady dot Bushra, uh, uh, Instagram. Uh, anyway, I've got another joke to uh, tell you guys. Would you like to uh, hear another joke? No, no, thank you. All right, okay, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Please, anyway, yeah. Bushra. Yeah, stop. no, listen, listen, listen. What do mummies like listening to on Halloween? I don't know what they do. I just need to. What do mummies like listening to on Halloween? Mm. Rap music <laughs> Because e- Egyptian uh, rapping Oh, you know what? I'm so drunk Last picture of my mother's in my head Like mum's net oh, Thank you, thank you Bushra <laughs> No worries anything. Bushra Thanks Yeah, well, go on Oh my god, are you still dark? No, what do you mean? Why no, so dark? dark Bushra Oh yeah, I'm proper creeper <laughs> Okay, bye <laughs> That kutti Okay, guys. So I actually had pictures of mum's net in my head. How dumb am I? Some of you guys must be net. really, really getting confused with all what's going on. Obviously, I play Lady Bushra. And, no, you um, don't. Lady Bushra, <laughs> Lady Bushra, obviously, like me doing Lady Bushra, created all those looks on Halloween. And then on top of it, now we're just having a bit of fun making jokes. So stick with us. <laughs> I'm done. I'm confused. I'm lost. I'm actually creeped and spooked out. That's the whole That's thing. the aim, isn't it? You're listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast, live from the perspective of a gay South Asian married couple. Enjoy! Now, here are some more scary ASMR sounds. This is the sound of all your hopes and dreams shattering and splitting (laughs) you're welcome fuck off (laughs) where are we going with this you're leading this episode babe okay so we've spoken about a few things haven't we spoken about my lukes all sorts of stuff that's going on i want to talk about serial killers okay go on then serial killers what are they who are they why are they (laughs) what are they (laughs) <laughs> people that murder don't you think that these days we have developed a really unhealthy obsession with serial killers that has been exacerbated by them being portrayed on tv yes so like you mean the hot now yeah absolutely yeah, yeah, people fancy these serial killers like ted bundy they fancy they fancy the serial killers don't they you know, and um, yeah, they have been portrayed in, in, in such a way. But it's not just TV people are obsessed with serial killers. Um, it's podcasts as well. You know, serial killer podcasts do really well. Oh my gosh, yeah. Okay, shout out to you fellow podcasters. We're a community, we love you. But yeah, I don't get it. Why is, why is that a thing? I don't know. I think it's, you know, my mum is really obsessed with this stuff and I like watching a few bits of this stuff. And it's it's really interesting to get into the mind and the insight of why people would want to go out of the way to murder to you know such a high level such premeditated murder and like planned out and all the psyche around it is so interesting it really is interesting it's so so interesting and you know growing up i used to read about serial killers all the time there was this book 
at my school that was on serial killers. I think there was two. And one of them, I literally just used to take it out, loan it out all the time. Like I was obsessed with that book and it was so interesting and fascinating. And then obviously Wikipedia happened. And when you look at serial killers and when you look at their background, so many times I tend to find that serial Excuse me. So many times I tend to find that serial killers come from troubled backgrounds. Either they've had really um, terrible parents or absentee parents or parents who are alcoholics or maybe abusers themselves. And, you know, there is such thing, obviously, as a cycle of abuse. And I'm certainly not justifying any serial killers. Oh, no. uh, You know, actions. But could that be one of the reasons why I tell you what there was this really interesting psychological study that happened and it was about this guy who I believe he was a criminal or he was a serial killer and he actually left a note saying I I don't know what's wrong with me I cannot help myself please can you help me I think there might be something wrong with my brain and then I something happened either he committed another crime or he killed himself And um, they read his note and then they did an autopsy and they did realize that there was something wrong with his hypothalamus. So could it be something to do with the way that we're wired? And does it run into the animal kingdom as well? Oh, God, I don't know. You really fucked with my head this Halloween, haven't you? (laughs) I genuinely don't know. And, you know, I think there's a lot of research that needs to be done to that. But for me, there's no... Nothing justifiable to like do all this murdering bullshit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like, justifiable. Yeah, at all. like like I watched that thing um, that's come on Netflix recently. I think it's recently anyway, and it's a guy that murdered his wife and then killed his two children. Okay. And there was no reason to. He had a girlfriend on the side, and a lot of people think the reason was so he could start a new life with her. And it all just got too much and too far, but there was no reason for it. Loving parents, et cetera, et cetera. But then again, I think, what is it that we don't know mm. that's happened to this guy? Or what about that other guy that Piers Morgan interviewed that killed his sister when he was um, younger? Oh, yeah, interview with and the he murderer. Planned he planned it because he, he wanted to get back at his mum. Yeah. He just, wanted to, and he just wanted to hurt his mum, so he killed his sister. And then he was like, yeah, I'm changed and I'm different. But you could just see the anger in his voice and eyes. And he was just not able to engage Mm. on an emotional level. So then why do we like watching it, babe? There is a morbid fascination, isn't there? Really freaky. And then you get in your head like, oh my God, like, am I evil? Because I like watching this and it's interesting. Do I want to creep myself out? Do I want to fuck my head up? You know, I mean, don't fuck with cats. Fucking hell, we got, oh, that was something else. So see, that's a really important classic example because that guy was he just wanted notoriety oh he yeah. just wanted to be notorious and he got what he wanted mm-hmm. you know he got his netflix show i guess um whether he wanted it or not but he wanted notoriety and it was very sensational in terms of what he was doing he was trying to um engage with uh, he, celebrity he was trying to create his own celebrity then he took a dark turn and then he was inspired by a certain film and you know he just wanted to live out that whole fantasy in his head now when that show came on netflix you know the sensational element aspect of it was already built in small town guy mum not believing that he's evil him doing crazy stuff abusing animals killing somebody and getting caught you know it's 
dare I say, iconic. Do you know what I mean? The way that yeah. it's done. And it's, you know, when I watched the documentary, you know, I think it's a, I think it's a fantastic documentary, but I was very uh, disappointed at the end in the sense that I was like, what's going on? Who is this? What's what's happening? And then at the end, it all assimilated in my head. And I was just like, yeah, this is just a nobody who wanted to be a somebody. Mm. You know, I get it. Tough upbringing and so on and so forth. But that, you know, you're, and it just goes to show that your actions are not justifiable yeah, at all. What you did was horrible. But then it comes to the point that, you know, say, for example, when Zac Efron, he portrayed Ted Bundy, didn't yeah. he? And then there's the other actor, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he portrayed the guy who killed uh, Donatello Versace. Oh no, yeah. Johnny Versace. Yeah, da- uh, Darren Chris. Darren Chris, yeah. And it's, you know, I've started watching that series and it, it's really, really good. Darren Chris's acting is impeccable, is very interesting. And I would want to know about that. I'd want, I would want to know about the background of this person and what type of person he was because I do have that intrigue within me. You know, the human condition interests me. I'm really interested in what people are about, why they are like that, what their experiences are, and what makes them do what they do from a psychological point of view. That's always fascinated me. But even I struggle, you know, I'd much sooner read about it than see an actor portray it and then it developing a fan base. And this is something that even some of the actors have frowned upon. So say, for example, the TV show, uh, the Netflix show, Us. That actor said, oh, what is it called? You. Oh, you. I no, sorry. Like, that's the film you watched, Us, wasn't it? Oh, no, Us is a film. Us is a great film. You, no, yeah. You, the guy who, uh, who portrays the main antagonist in You, he said that, you know, women are hitting on me or saying that I'm hot. And he's like, that is, or, or the character's hot. That is not the purpose of me doing this. I'm not supposed to be uh, a sexy, likable guy. Like, and I and I do not condone that element of my fan base, mm. you know? And I that I agree with. So I guess what I'm saying is, yeah, fine, great, portray it. But why do people glorify it? It's glorified and it's glamorized as well to an extent. Like, it's very much... Like, oh, yeah, danger, hot guy. Like, no, it's not danger, hot guy. It is a serial killer that will murder you. And who will end your life. Literally, that is not hot. That is not cute. But do you know, as you say, you're like, well, you prefer to read about it. Well, what's the difference then? Because when reading, for some people, reading can be scarier and creepier and more fucked up because you're creating the, the characters in your head and you're visualizing them in your head. So when I read about them, I've not read a story. I've, oh, I've, okay. I've read accounts. Okay. So there's, and, and I've seen a few documentaries as well. Like there was, there was this one hitman serial killer. And I think he used to be called Iceman. And he, oh my gosh, he was so scary. He was probably the scariest serial killer I've ever read about. One of two. The other guy I can't remember, but I'm not even going to talk about the other one because he's so scary. But this one would, um, I believe, freeze his... Um, victims or, or like he would um, get loads of rats to eat them alive and he'd record it and stuff oh fucking hell yeah he was like completely fucked up we need I, to watch that documentary but, uh, but he was a father of I think two children or something and he was a really loving father he's normal everyday white picket fence people yeah and apparently in your lifetime you meet at least 15 killers in your life there's, there's, a, cer- there's a certain number of serial killers apparently you come across and the thing is it's crazy like I was speaking about this with one of my students earlier this year. 
And, um, you know, he, he loved dark stuff. And he was, like, you know, great artist and everything. We all spoke about this kind of stuff. Mm. And we were like, yeah, they just live among us, don't they? Like, these serial killers and these people, these murderers. And, and then he was saying something interesting. He was like, they studied this a lot. He was like, yeah, a lot of them will never get found out in their lifetime. You know, people go missing without identities really easily. And there will be dead bodies in a lot of places that people will never find. There is a video on YouTube of people being killed caught on CCTV, never found out who these people were. What? I would never have believed that video had I not seen it from my own eyes. And obviously it may not necessarily be true still, but it was creepy as fuck because it was actual CCTV footage of just people just walking up to someone and just killing them. And, you know, just putting a gun to their head and just shooting them and walking off or whatever, never been resolved. And in fact, there's so many people who go missing that just don't, their cases just do not get resolved. That's very, very true. Very true. And it's I'm not trying to scare people, but it, it's, it, it's really interesting that, you know, these people will never be found. It's really interesting to think these sort of evil people live among us. And then this brings me on to a point that I was just thinking about, and it's what you mentioned earlier on. So what if these people actually just have something wrong with them? And it's the, what, is there anything wrong with having something wrong with you? Or is it the ones that act upon it? They're the issue. So innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. It's all that, isn't it? I think, like, say, for example, oh, I don't know, like 500 years from now, I think, you know, as technology will become more and more advanced, I think, you know, in order to protect and preserve the human race, there will be testing done in terms of genetic predispositions. Mm. And if somebody does have those genetics, you know, some AI machine out there will do an algorithmic check and be like, actually, this person has these genes and we know that they will increase the likelihood of him or her becoming a serial killer. And so therefore, we're going to terminate this life. I would not be it's surprised. It's so interesting because I, I had a friend once. I remember her saying that, you know, I, I hope she's not a serial killer. and I don't think she is, but she said, yeah, like, there was this one time I just got, and sometimes I get so mad at people, I can imagine myself like hurting them. She was so oh, mad yeah. at her friends from somewhere. She was like, imagine my thumbs into their skulls and hurting them. And I'm like, okay, I'm evil. As in like, I imagine myself ruining someone's life, being cute. But like, yeah, that, that is like <laughs> twisted fuck. Yeah, that person has got some serious anger management like, issues. But, but could they be predisitioned, whatever it is, you know, to have the, the, the issues there, but not act upon them? So maybe yeah. talking that out, and saying them things and imagining it is the only way they can deal with not going out and actually doing it. Yeah, I mean, there are um, certain communities out there that are considered virtuous in that regard. Like, I don't want to talk about specifics, but, you know, there are specific crimes that some people commit and there are communities that exist that call themselves virtual, virtuous, blah, blah, blah. So they know that they are susceptible or they have the tendency to carry out a particular mm. crime but they are uh, conscious of it and they make a conscious of effort not to do it and so therefore they haven't committed the crime they know they are capable of it and they will not that's so interesting because this was years ago where i'm sure i must have been a teenager i don't remember how quite old how old i was but i was a t i must have been a teenager and i was watching a program on pedophilia that's what I was talking about. Oh, right, okay. That's what I was going to oh, talk sorry. about. Sorry. No, what and, are you um, apologizing for? Because I maybe stole your story or something. No, but, not um, at all. I was watching a program on Pedophilia. I don't remember it all. I'd love to watch this again with you, actually, if you can find it again. Yeah, sure. And it was this one guy that 
had such an attraction to children. He moved himself, he isolated himself and moved himself completely away from anyone and everyone so he wouldn't act upon it. And then it got me thinking like, oh my God, like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, yeah, Virtu- virtuous pedophiles. That's that's a thing. But th- that, it really fucks with my head. Same. And also it fucks because, with my head in another way mm-hmm. because I'm like, so this person's coming on TV to say this, what do they want? Yeah. It is is really, really uncomfortable, really, really uncomfortable sort of hearing that because I'm like, okay, you haven't committed a crime or you've not been convicted of committing a crime, therefore you're innocent. Okay, that's what the law teaches us, potentially. I might be getting it wrong, but, but that's my understanding. You're sick you're thinking. But you're sick in your thinking. Mm-hmm. And so where do you draw the line with that darkness for me the line is distinct so, you know you, you you run for the hills that type of stuff proven or not proven guilty or otherwise like pff, fucking keep it away from me you're fucked i am not interested in knowing you do you know what i mean like oh it, like if i lived in a neighborhood and if i knew somebody would you know was living and and had those tendencies i'd sooner pack up and leave do you know what i mean i so yeah i'm i'm quite distinct with my thought process on that but um Going back to serial killers and glorifying them, there's two that I wanted to touch upon before we wrap this um, uh, portion of... Listen, is it my turn now? Oh, my God. She's back again. Oh, she's back again. No, listen, listen, listen. I I was committed to doing uh, some jokes, so I'm... I'm Well, you're not getting paid. Listen, listen. Why did the policeman ticket the ghost on Halloween? Tell us why. It didn't have a hunting license. Because oh. <laughs> like when you go hunting, like Boris Johnson's friends, there's a hunting li- and there's a haunting because they're a ghost. Okay, okay, you guys look serious. I'm off now. Yes, thank you, Bushra. All right, bye. Okay. Wow. Anyway, what were we talking about? Famous serial killers. Yeah, you want to talk about a serial killer. There's so many, but there's two particular ones I want to focus on. And that is Jeffrey Dahmer mm-hmm. and Ted Bundy. Okay, go on. Start with Jeffrey Dahmer, right? Serial killer who killed uh, many young gay men. He was gay himself, uh, uh, necrophiliac, killed his victims, right? I read about him years and years and years ago. There is an unhealthy obsession that certain people have, including gay people, with Jeffrey Dahmer. They consider him mm-hmm. as good, a good-looking, dangerous man. And... To the point that they glorify him. I've seen gays put some very questionable stuff about him. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, love him to, you know, X, Y, and Z to me one day. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not funny. I'd love him to choke me and and all sorts. Yeah, no. Like, is that good? Is that bad to do? Is that a joke in poor taste? I mean, you know, obviously, I, I I love making a joke and... I love, love joking about most things, and I think most things are on the table. But I just don't know how you know that son's mother would feel who who came to realize that you know she picked up her son in pe- literal pieces yeah, as a result of what he did. Do you know what I mean? I think about that person, and I think oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's an uncomfortable one. But yeah, Jeff, Jeff, Jeffrey Dahmer was where was it in the eighties? I think he was notorious or nineties. I couldn't I couldn't tell you right now. Yeah, he would like drug up his um, victims, and um, I think the last one escaped just by luck. Like he'd had he he was asleep upstairs or something, and everything was prepared. 
which is crazy. See, it's, it creeps me out because when you talk about this, I want to watch these things, I read about them. I don't know what you do, but sometimes I put myself in the shoes of these, of these people that like get caught in a way. They panic, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? And it goes back to the times where like um, being single. And I've mm. said this message before and I'm going to keep saying it to gay people and everyone. If you're meeting up with someone, let someone know where you're at. Keep messages updated. Oh, do you know, don't do it. Let- don't, I don't know. It's just such a difficult one. Like just be really safe and careful because we have, any gay listening right now, a lot of us have been in situations where you look back now and think, oh, what the fuck was I doing? You look back at yourself and like, I could have fucking died. Listen, I don't judge anyone for their pursuit of good dick. Like, you got you do what you got to do in order to get what you want. Obviously, you know, it's in normal, non-serial killer scenarios. But, like, I definitely agree with the fact that you should let someone mm. know where you're at, but also the person who you are meeting up with, let them know that somebody out there knows where you're at. I've been in really, really compromising places where like, you know, I might've gone for a, a conference or a training event somewhere down South and just went on Grinder, found someone who drove me way out into some village. And it's happened on multiple occasions. And now when I look back at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like anything could have happened. They could have driven me anywhere. What else was I saying? Yeah, and and the other serial killer that I wanted to talk about was Ted Bundy. What's your understanding of Ted Bundy? He's a good-looking guy. Oh my God! <laughs> Stop it! Stop I'm it! Joking. Oh, you mean I'm playing the role? I'm playing you the mean role. Zach Efron's a good-looking guy? Ted Bundy was a genius. He was insane, like a genius. He not like. I'm not saying that, oh yeah, cute genius, like fucking hell. Have you, where is your understanding of him coming from? Is it from the film? Or? Oh no, it's from my students. <laughs> Again, he's another one who has been glorified, particularly in recent years. And people have said that he's attractive and, you know, he's dangerous and it was, it was so difficult and blah, blah, blah. But again, that's not something that I condone because if you read about the specific crimes that he did, they were they were horrible. What he did to women was disgusting. And I really do not condone that at all. I think he's somebody who maybe should be studied in textbook form. Um, and, you know, uh, and as a lesson learned, but certainly not sensationalized and glorified. That's something that I struggle. That's something that I struggle with. And that's why I haven't seen the latest film on him either. Apparently he represented himself in court, you know, mm. he was his own, uh, was it defense? He, uh, and apparently he was really, really charming in court. He'd like, you know, go, have tantrums, but like make people laugh and go giggle and joke and everything. Like he, he'd completely be able to switch it on, but inevitably um, justice prevailed, I suppose. And um, away he was sent. And Zac Efron played him. He did indeed. Which glorified it further. Maybe it shouldn't have been a good looking guy playing him. Yeah, but... Ted Bundy, I think, for the 70s was considered. I know, but I don't know. Especially someone that's such a sort of person that a lot of people fancy. Hmm. And a lot of people like, like, Zac Efron's like up there. Do you know what I mean? So where do we go from here then, guys? We've spoken a lot about serial killers and serial serial something. And Ariana Grande. And Ariana Grande and ASMRs and all sorts. Where do we go from here? Where's the distinction? Should we embrace the darkness, Amir? Oh, yeah. Like, you should embrace it and channel it. That's the key word. Channel it in the right way. And don't harm anyone. 
Oh, yeah. Don't harm anyone. Don't harm anyone. Don't hurt anyone. You're feeling dark. Go with it. But go with it with the light in mind and you will feel better. Isn't that true? Well, you never know. (laughs) But do you know somebody who um, never channels anything, good or bad or otherwise? It's me, Lidwishra, oh, again. For fuck's sake, just fuck off. Listen, yeah, I know you guys are probably wrapping shit up, yeah, but like... Uh, we don't want you here. Mummy rap, really, that's my last joke. Anyway, isn't that ironic? Uh, listen, yeah, I've got one more joke for you and then we'll fuck off. Go on. What would you find on a haunted beach? So what would you find on a haunted beach? Okay, let me think about this one now. Well, what would you find on a haunted beach? Ghouls, ghouls, witches... Shellfish, something. A sandwich. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible, Bush. Because the sand uh, uh, and then the witch. That's terrible. All right, okay, listen, yeah, I'm uh, done with this gig now. It's not a gig. You're not getting paid. Whatever. You'll be speaking to my lawyer. All right, back. You don't have a lawyer. She's gone. Oh, thank fuck. So I think that's all what we have time for today, Amir. Oh, okay. Did you enjoy today's episode? Um, I'm scared now. Have you had better I'm times? Nightmares. So guys, I hope you really enjoyed this week's episode and had a great time. Uh, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Take care of yourselves. Stay safe. It's a difficult time, but we have in it together and we're all one nation, one world. World peace, everything. And uh, Amir, if people wanted to uh, listen to us and follow us, I believe they can uh, do that by um, going on to the following. <laughs> and then the outro <laughs> will go. Please keep it in. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast with Amir and Amir. Follow us on Instagram at You Don't Love Me Boys. Follow us also on Twitter at YDLM Boys. And you can also email us on You Don't Love Me Boys at Outlook.com. Thank you very much for listening. Bye.